As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss Josiah Gray's debut and several impactful IL moves. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melky are here with you on Wednesday, July 21st. We're going to get right into it here because we got a lot of news and notes from Tuesday. Mookie Betts and Nick Castellanos both missed their games on Tuesday. These are lingering injuries for them. Betts a hip, Castellanos a wrist. DJ LeMahieu, a newly scratched player on Tuesday. Uh, he's dealing with a little bit of a stomach bug. Hopefully nothing too serious there. Chris Bryant and Justin Turner left their respective games. Bryant with something called hamstring fatigue, which can't say I've ever heard of. And then Justin Turner uh, got hit by a pitch on his knee earlier in the game. At least that's why we're assuming he was lifted from the Dodgers game against the Giants. Something to watch for with Chris Bryant. Expected uh, not to play on Wednesday also. And maybe, just maybe, the Cubs are close on a trade. Purely my speculation there. Not any reporting being done on that just yet. John Means made his return to the mound. Gave up five runs in five innings at Tampa. A little bit of rust, good team, maybe not really sounding any alarm bells. He has a nice-looking double dip next week, Al, against Miami and the Tigers. Are you getting him into your lineup for that? I am. Uh, Yeah, not the best start against the Rays, but I was encouraged that he went five deep in that one. That's good enough for me with that double dip coming up. Yeah, I think so, too. Just shaking off the rust against a good team in Tampa. Austin Gomber will start Wednesday. Had been dealing with a forearm issue. That's against Seattle. Won't have a pitch count either. So uh, good news for Gomber there. Alec Bohm, who'd been on the COVID-19 list, is cleared to return but has not been activated yet. Expect that to come in the coming days. Jacob DeGrom has improved range of motion with his forearm but uh, still receiving further treatment. May start throwing again soon. Alex Bregman, uh, quad issue, has had him out for a while. Ran the bases on Tuesday. Could start a rehab assignment soon. Astros are expecting him to need 15 to 30 at-bats or so before they activate him. Waskar Inoa has a fractured hand, but he'll be throwing batting practice this week and will start a game 
at the team's Florida complex next week. A couple of Royals hitting the IL. That's Danny Duffy and Brady Singer. Zach Eflin in Philly also going to the IL with patellar tendinitis. So if we're looking at any replacement possibilities for those guys, Al, who jumps out at you? Well, I'm not sure what year this is because as I was combing my uh, waivers in one of my 12-team leagues, uh, you know, a league where I would likely need to replace uh, uh, particularly Duffy or Eflin, uh, the names that came up for me, Madison Bumgarner, Johnny Cueto, David Price, uh, you know, I think they'd all be um, players I'd be interested in picking up in a 12-teamer. Josiah Gray, sure, you know, I might not use him right away. I'm interested in the role. We'll talk more about his debut, uh, I know, a little bit down the line here, but he's certainly in that mix. But I think, actually, the the two names that really stand out for me are Alex Cobb and Patrick Sandoval. Uh, I still don't understand why they're still available in so many 12-team leagues, but they are. So if you're in this conundrum, those are a couple of names to look at. And I know, uh, Michael, you've talked a lot about how much you like Logan Webb. Um, Obviously, missed a lot of time so far this year, but he's back. And he, too, is out there in a lot of leagues. So uh, I'd add him to uh, a pretty healthy list here. Spencer Turnbull's season is over. He's going to undergo Tommy John surgery. Sandy Alcantara placed on the bereavement list. Vladimir Gutierrez option to Triple A Louisville. Let's get into some closer news here. Al Luis Rojas says he has had no thoughts of removing Edwin Diaz from the closers role. So uh, thumbs up there for Diaz and his managers. Aroldis Chapman back in the closers chair. Got the save against Philly. He did allow a solo homer to Andrew McCutcheon, but... In the fantasy game, he got the save. All's well that ends well, and maybe he's transitioning back into that role full-time. Interesting little bit of news in Cincinnati. Heath Hembree got the higher leverage assignment. That was in the eighth inning, facing the four, five, and six batters for the Mets. Left the save there for Amir Garrett. So still the Cincinnati one. It's just going to be a mess, I think, for pretty much the rest of the season, unless somehow they get involved and make a trade. And then Alex Reyes blows his first save of the season, first blown save of his career against the... Uh, Cubs. The Cardinals led that game 6-1 to in the ninth, and the Cubs scored six runs in the ninth inning to ultimately pull out with a 7-6 to victory. Alex Reyes had converted the first 24-save opportunities he had in his career. It was going to end eventually. Uh, didn't necessarily think it would end in such a spectacular fashion, but there you go. Let's get into Tuesday's standouts. You mentioned it, Al. Josiah Gray, four innings pitched, four hits. Three of them were homers. Uh, gave up four runs, but seven Ks against just one walk against San Francisco. For me, Al, it's those last two numbers. In your major league debut, to strike out seven and walk just one, that gives me uh, two thumbs up, even with the three homers. Well, see, you're, you're a glass half full kind of guy, and I guess I'm more glass half empty because it's the three homers that probably catches my attention the most, you know, largely because he did have something of a homer issue and granted, uh, very limited innings in the minors, uh, but he is a fly ball pitcher, and this is something that maybe does put a bit of a damper on his value going forward. And also the other thing too, which I alluded to earlier is how many innings is gray going to pitch each time he goes out. He was a bulk reliever on this one. Perhaps he will be the next time out. So uh, I'll stick by what I said just moments ago, which is I do think that gray is somebody that's worth uh, picking up in 12 team leagues. But I think initially, maybe as somebody to stash uh, until we can see further uh, both how he's used, how much he's used and uh, how well he's con- able to control the long ball. James Caprellian with another really nice start. Six innings pitch, no runs, five hits and two walks, seven Ks. So you like that, one K for one batter uh, allowed against the Angels. He's now sitting on a 265 ERA. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit fortunate with a 90.6% strand rate. Also does have a 30% called and swinging strike rate on the season. We've been loving James Caprellian really all year long. I would say in any competitive league, he's already uh, on a team, so it's not like you can just go out there and scoop him up. But what do you think about Caprellian right now, Al? I think he's been one of the best pitchers in the majors over the last maybe month or so. And uh, yeah, you pointed out the strand rate, so maybe temper your expectations a little bit. But he's also trending upward. So I, I think going forward, maybe he can come pretty close to that uh, mid-twos ERA. Maybe a realistic expectation is low threes, and you know that'll play mm-hmm. in just about any league format. So yeah, super impressive. Uh, I think exceeding all of our expectations. And uh, he is, like you said, he's widely uh, rostered at this point, but even in the shallow leagues at this point, if Caprillion's out there, you really need to pick him up. Tuki Toussaint throwing the ball well on Tuesday, holding the mighty Padres to one run on three hits in six and two-thirds innings, struck out five, walked two. Tuki Toussaint, someone who is a little bit more available. Is he someone you would be considering going after, Al? If I had a short-term short-term need, I absolutely would. Probably not 12 teams, just because if you go back to the discussion we had earlier uh, in this episode, that uh, waivers in 12-team leagues are pretty well-stocked with uh, some quality uh, pitchers and, and with a track record. To sign, you never know when the, the walk issue might uh, raise its its ugly head for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, you know, 14, 15 teams, yeah, I'd give Toussaint a, a world understanding that um, – you know, Ian Anderson will be back at some point. You noted about uh, Oscar uh, Hernandez uh, being back maybe within the next few weeks. So, yeah, he could fill a short-term need. Paulo Espino has been filling a short-term need for a while, been filling a long-term need for the Washington Nationals, and just another good start. I know the Ks aren't a thing for him. He just had three in five innings against the Marlins, but no walks, no runs, four hits. He's getting it done without having a ton of strikeouts. It's not a profile we love in the fantasy world, Al, but it's one that he's been proven to be effective with so far in his career. Yeah, uh, he definitely has. And we talked about this, uh, anticipating this as a streaming possibility on the on the Tuesday show. And he came through with a good good matchup against the Marlins. So I think that this is the way that you can view Espino is uh, when you have a favorable matchup like that, his profile will work. And with a more challenging matchup, he could be vulnerable to giving up a lot of hits and a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I think we now have a pretty good bead on uh, what his fantasy value is going to be. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Maybe someone who's good enough in these spots that you keep him on your team and then just are wise about when you play him and when you don't. Not necessarily the pure streamer we thought he was earlier in the season. Another rough one for Aaron Nola. Gave up four runs on seven hits and five and a third against the Yankees. Two of those seven hits were home runs. He's now given up the long ball 10 times in his last 41 and one-thirds innings. And that's really what's been his undoing this season, Al. Just way too many homers. And that's why we're seeing some bad numbers, you know, respective to what we thought we would be getting from Aaron Nola this season. What's your concern level for him? I mean, are you sitting him down or thinking about sitting him down in tough spots? Has it gotten that bad? I think he's in the discussion to be sat. And that's a new thing, at least, uh, well, I think from my perspective, but I think probably from a lot of our perspectives, that Nola is has been a, uh, a fantasy ace and you just uh, keep him in your rotation no matter what. I think he's past that point now. I uh, Actually, I wrote a piece within the last couple of days for The Athletic about five uh, pitchers that you would normally not think about dropping that maybe you start to think about. I included Nola in that column. Ultimately, uh, I concluded it's a really bad idea to drop Aaron Nola, which I'm sure surprises nobody. But <laughs> the fact that, 
you could even have that conversation about Aaron Nola is kind of a shocking thing because of all those home runs. But the flip side is that he has been getting a lot of strikeouts lately. So I think at some point that home run rate is going to normalize just because he's not allowing that much contact. And at some point that's got to translate into uh, at least a slightly better home run rate. Joey Votto, the one hitter that we'll get into here. Two for three with his 12th homer of the season on Tuesday. Been very hot of late. 22 for his last 68 with four home runs. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Al, Wednesday, streamer time, Logan Webb, someone who you mentioned I've been liking this season, and that is true. He's taking the ball against the Dodgers. Not sure I would stream him in that spot. Kyle Muller going up against the Padres. Madison Bumgarner gets the dream matchup with the Pirates. Eric Lauer, we were talking about him yesterday, wondering when his next start was coming. Here it is right here on Wednesday against the Royals. Been very good his last few trips to the mound. And then Eric Fetty taking the ball for the Nationals against the Marlins. I could get talked into, I would say, at least three of these guys. Who are you trying to talk people into and maybe trying to talk yourself into uh, this afternoon, Al? We may be on the same page, Michael, because I see three that I really like here, and I'm with you that Logan Webb is not one of them just because of the matchup. Eric Fetty, that's kind of a borderline situation. Uh, you could get some strikeouts from him. He's got a nice matchup against the Marlins, but the overall track record's been, like I said, sort of borderline. So I probably would pass because if I have the opportunity to stream Kyle Muller against the Padres, even though that is a pretty tough matchup, I'm taking that opportunity. And not only that, but if I'm able to roster Muller, I, I want to keep him around. I mentioned Madison Bumgarner earlier. He had a nice start against the Cubs last time out, although his uh, average fastball velocity was down a couple of ticks, a little bit below 90 miles an hour, but a good result against the Cubs. I don't see why he can't have a good result against the Pirates. And then, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Eric Lauer. He's got a nice matchup, and, and for me, that's enough because he's got kind of a weird profile lately. His last three starts, he's uh, accumulated 18 and a third innings, which in and of itself is encouraging. 13 strikeouts, but 10 walks. Uh, two runs allowed and no barrels with uh, 52 batted balls, um, which is that's a that's a obviously that's compensating for putting the uh, the runners on with the free passes. So it's a combination that's worked uh, the last three starts. I think it'll work against the Royals. Yeah, Bumgarner and Lauer are the slam dunks for me today, uh, and I can maybe be talked into Fetty or Muller, but I'd be going after Bumgarner and Lauer first. It's Wednesday, that means it's Prospect Spotlight Day. Today, we are looking at one prospect from the Pirates and one from the Twins from the Pirates. It is Mason Martin, the first baseman, hitting 273 with 17 homers at AA Altoona. He's got a 33.1% strikeout rate. 
you know, he's got that typical profile that we expect from a corner infielder making his way through the minors. The 17 homers certainly are encouraging. And then Josh Winder looking very good this season at AA Wichita. 1.98 ERA, 65 Ks and 54 and two-thirds innings. Uh, moved up to AAA St. Paul. He's got a 3.75 ERA and three starts so far there. Maybe you saw him over the All-Star uh, weekend. He appeared in the Futures game. So obviously a guy who is on the rise. Uh, what do you make of these two guys, Al? Well, I think we've got one prospect here that we're very likely to see in a few weeks or, or sooner and one to, uh, named to kind of tuck away. And, and that latter one's Mason Martin, who kind of out of nowhere has become one of the most prolific home run hitters in the minor leagues. I don't think we'll see him this year with the Pirates, even though you know there certainly could be a need with um, them possibly trading away some players. I would, would expect to see that in the, the next week or so, uh, but probably not quite ready, like you said, especially because of that strikeout rate. But Winder, I think we see him in the Twins rotation very, very soon. Uh, again, not much time in AAA so far, but he's he's managed it well and uh, certainly somebody I think you could pick up right now in AL only leagues and put on that watch list in the 15-team mixed leagues. Be watching for Josh Winder for sure, whether or not the Twins make any trades in their rotation as they are clear sellers headed to the deadline. Thank you for joining us here on this Wednesday edition of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Rate, review, subscribe, do all the good things, and that includes coming back and joining us on Thursday. For Al Melchior, I'm Michael Beller. Enjoy all the baseball Wednesday night.